I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's amazingfreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her.
Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up, and it's similar to this product, and that's, that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff, and that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to you want to take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's it's fair uh, to see, and so therefore you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what Scope does for me. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you fifty dollars on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it, and say. Oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day I bought another domain. Yes, I bought another domain. It's almost like uh, I'm admitting guilt, but it's because I had an idea and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. Buy that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter. And it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that. But that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension. And then, boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away. And they're right, you know. And so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there, but you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business, and it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone, and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 305, Mo Aldhaman. Um, I like the conversation that we have because what I asked him for was to help us get to uh, the startup of your business and get you to that level. And he's at a pretty significant level. He tells his sales, um, and it's in the seven-figure sales level. Um, now, since this uh, this is the first time I'm going to have him on, I'm going to have him back, and the, the second conversation is going to be about 
taking it from this level up with a consulting company. He's part of ACE, and uh, that's where I met him. And so that part is going to be a separate conversation. But in this conversation, he gives some really solid advice. So if you're starting out in any way in this business or have are struggling to move forward, because I've seen a bunch of people struggling too, um, listen to this and pay attention to where I think I even bring it up where, look, not everything you're doing is wrong, right? Uh, but go find some good advice some, from some stronger sellers that are willing to give it to you that you trust and respect, and then take their advice and fine-tune your business. Don't start over. Don't go back and throw everything away because a whole bunch of what you're doing is correct. And uh, Mo is really, really um, a great example of somebody who did that and talks about it um, pretty heavily in this conversation. So let's get into the podcast and rest of that story. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest. Um, as as I look out there in this universe, I'm seeing a very common common thing going on is that people are connecting with other people. They get this networking thing and they're taking it to really good levels and it's really allowing them to really grow their business. And I think this is a great example of somebody who's figured that out. Mo Aldheman. How did I do on the last name? Not too bad. Not too bad? All right. I've tried. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, correct me then. Tell me Tell me how to say it. It's Aldaman. Aldaman. Oh, okay. All right, Mo. But it's Mo and I like Mo. And so that's yeah. a nice, easy name to say. Um, is that fair, my statement, what I just said? Absolutely. Um, I think I grew my business alone from networking. Just, just started, networking. I'm sorry? Just networking. Almost. Like the beginning of my journey, it was just learning from other people and talking to other people. And going from, you know, the level that I was at to the next level, what I call the next level, basically growing. And um, I think that networking helped a lot. And I still network um, almost every time I get a chance. And it's still helping me a lot. Isn't it counterintuitive, though? Because you would think, you know, I mean, they're your competitors, Mo. I mean, these are people that sell they're going to see your stuff. They're going to know your store name. They're going to be able to take your wholesale accounts. Your, you know what I mean? It's counterintuitive that giving or you know helping others and then asking for help really will help you grow your business in this world. And I don't know that that's like that in every world. Um, I think it's very sad when people think that way. And I I know that a lot of people think that way. I don't I don't mind sharing. Any knowledge that I have, and I, I, I'm very fortunate that I met a lot of people that don't mind, this, you know, sharing the same thing. But every now and then, you will, you know, you will meet somebody, and it's funny that the first year in my business, um, around Q4, I was at a store doing RA, and you know, it was my first year, so I saw this person, and it looks like he, you know, it looks like he is. He know what he's doing. So I asked him, is there any tips? Would you give me? It's my first year. And he looked at me and he's like, you're my competitor. Oh. I can't help you. I was like, okay. So I looked at his cart and saw what he was buying. And I went to every store in Michigan. <laughs> That's where I live and bought everything that he bought. So I think you are really my competitor right now. <laughs> because so you can't 
fine. <laughs> well, yeah, in that scenario, if he would have said, hey, I would have given you an advice. I mean, let's just play this out. Would you have done that? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I, I mm. think that motivated me to go and, you know, work harder. I kind of know what I was doing, but not a lot. But it, it kind of, you know, um, I got a little bit upset about what he said, but I didn't say anything to him. I just, you know, moved on. <laughs> it is his right. And to be fair, I mean, and I, I get that there are some people that, and, and here's where I go in my head. I'm like, man, they must have come from some some environment where, you know, you get ahead. The only way to get ahead is at somebody else's expense. And to be honest with you, in my life, in my corporate career, I saw a lot of that. And quite, to be really candid, I probably took advantage of that sometimes. I was the guy getting ahead at somebody else's expense. But at some Mm. point I learned that that's not soul cleansing. That's an awful way to be, and I don't want to be that person anymore. And then, boom, magically, when you just change... Um, it's, it's like a whole nother world. Um, and it just feels like a better person. And I know that sounds Pollyannish and people are going to be like, you're in business for one reason, Steve, to make profit. Okay. You're in that business. I'm not, that's different than me. And, and I respect that you're there. Uh, so again, I kind of respect, I understand where they're coming from, but I just think that maybe they came from some environment where that was almost encouraged, you know? I agree. Yes. Um, uh, I think in this business, a lot of people are not that way, yeah. and that helps everybody else. I mean, it helps us, you know, to network and feel free about sharing. And um, yeah, no, I think you're right, and I think even the ones that are the op- or are that way, I've seen some of them soften because you know they were treated with kindness too, and 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 then they realize, hey, because they have a, you know, the thing I always say to people is, you know. Uh, I was just at a conference, and we were there were 150 people, amazing conference. All 150 do a different business. Even though we all sell on e-commerce, we all have a different business. Nobody in that room has the exact same model. Nobody. Because your model likely won't work for me. I would adapt it my way and tweak it my way, and vice versa, you know? Yes. All right, so let's talk about this. So you are a uh, you've really scaled your business up, but how do you get into e-commerce from your world? Um, I think I got to e-commerce by accident, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I went to school. Um, I studied economics at Michigan State, and after graduating, I really it's like it's like a lot of people. I had no idea what I really want to do. Then I thought about working at a bank, and I thought that would be the dream to work at a bank. Really? And um, but I didn't. I'm I'm really glad that I didn't get accepted. Well, let's stop there a second. Did you have friends that have the same degree? Because my bet is the banking was probably your parents pushing you that way. Do you have friends that um, that did go that route that you're still in touch with? And what is their perspective where they are? I have a friend that it's not the same degree, but he ended up um, working at a camp at a company, a big company, and he's a salesperson and he hates a job. Every time I, I speak to him, uh, he just hates his job he, already. Yes, it, he hasn't been working for that long. So so think but about he, this, Mo, and, and I, I don't know if you have kids yet, but imagine what you just said. So for a couple years in, he already hates his job, and he's got to do that now for the next 45 years or something like that? 
right can you um, imagine i i i can't <laughs> i don't want to look that way <laughs> are you are you unemployable now I mean, thinking about you, yeah, because that story makes, I hope a whole bunch of people are listening to this that say the same thing, that that story resonates with most of my friends, you know, that are in corporate world. And it wasn't always that way, but it's evolved to that. Oh, love it. (laughs) That's funny. So two years in, he hates his job. Um, Does he look at you and say, wait, what? You're doing what? Yeah, it, it he was very amazed of what I was doing. And, um, it, it's crazy to a lot of people what we do. Like you can just buy low and sell high. That's, that's, that's all it is. <laughs> Isn't that the economic degree you got sort of? Yes. Okay. It's all right. So. That's the only thing I learned from my economic degree. <laughs> really? I mean, when you think about it, um, I just had this discussion this week with someone else. I mean, do you get, do you, haven't you though gone back on that degree more like the communication skills you have the, I mean, there is that, I mean, I discount it too. And I, and I have an advanced degree and I discount it for a lot of the, the fluff stuff that you have to do, but there is value in the ability to communicate effectively or the ability, um, you know, to write a proper sentence and stuff. There is value in that even in the e-commerce world. I agree. Hmm. Okay. So you were, uh, going to school, you graduate, um, you're getting ready to disappoint your parents. Go ahead. Take us from there. <laughs> um, I had no idea what I want to do. So, um, I applied for a part-time job at a clothing store and I got oh, accepted. No. I was really excited. Wait, so well, you've got this college degree, a, a really good degree and mm-hmm. you're going to sell clothing part-time. Yes. I just, I, I don't like sitting at home. I, I just didn't like it. Um, so I, I worked and, um, it wasn't a lot of hours. It was about three to four hours a day, maybe four times a week. So it wasn't that many hours and they were paying minimum wage. So, um, then I started working with my neighbor to mowing lawns and doing handy man or handy work, basically like painting and that kind of stuff. Just to just to go by, basically. And then um, the light went on, basically. I was like, how do I sp- supplement my little income here? So I started buying from the same store that I worked at. It was illegal, I think. Well, I don't think it's illegal. It's It, it would be against, it might be against their policy. So illegal would be like you're breaking a law. So they're, they don't have the ability to write laws. So um, they might have a policy against buying and then selling. They might. I think they did. and um, But I was buying a lot for myself. And then just looking at my closet, I was like, why, why don't I um, sell this on eBay? So I listed it on eBay, and it sold pretty fast. And um, working at that place, I had I had a 40% off on mm. top of 70% off clearance that they – they sell. So I had, you know, I, I had a chance to buy a lot of things for a really low price. So, so I started doing that and I saw an opportunity there and, um, but I couldn't get a lot. It was difficult to scale. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't scale anymore. So after that, I started watching videos, watching 
uh, what people are doing in this reselling world, basically. I joined a green room, and that was a very good group for me. Um, I learned a lot from, from everybody there, and they share a lot of knowledge. I'm still a green room member. Um, and um, I started selling on eBay more, finding items from thrift stores and, and um, garage sales and that kind of stuff. Um, after a while, I I decided to learn the Amazon world, basically, or try selling on Amazon. And Well, let me ask I you had, this before yes. you go there. Um, so you, you saw this life. You started, you joined the green room. You start seeing some success from that. You see those guys having success. But again, there is a scaling limit right? You, you're, you still are trading time for money in some ways, right? I mean, there's, there's absolutely, because you, you can't buy volume. It's difficult to buy volume. I should say that. It's difficult to buy volume. Yes. And you're working from home at this point. So storing inventory and stuff like that probably gets to be a little bit of a challenge at some point. Yes. We have a finished basement and it divided into two parts basically and i told my wife okay i'm gonna have this half of this part <laughs> um to start with and eventually i had the whole basement the whole basement sometimes the kitchen would put you know boxes in the kitchen for before the ups people you know before right. the pickup basically that's not popular is it there is a point <laughs> where they do roll the rice. I think my wife used to say, I thought he was going crazy for a while there. <laughs> That's, um, I thought, I thought that um, she's going to kick me out. Because <laughs> okay. So you, you, you reach the point where a lot of people reach where, um, that, you know, uh, inventory is a real issue, storing inventory, managing inventory, um, and, and that's separate from the sourcing part and all the rest of that. So, so you're, you're, is that where you learned that there's this thing called Amazon that third party sellers sell on Amazon in the green room? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I watched, I used to watch a lot of, um, Stephen Rakin profit. Yep. yep. Steve Rakin. Channel. Sure. I still watch his channel a lot and that's where I learned all of this reselling, going to thrift stores, going to garage sales and finding items. I still remember the first item that I sold on Amazon, which was an ink, an ink cartridge. Mm -hmm. Um, bought it for five dollars and it sold for ninety-five dollars. So that's when I found out basically there is something here. <laughs> you know, you can buy it for five and sell for ninety-five. That's when I put every dime I have basically in this Amazon and tried my best, worked 10 hours, 12 hours, 13 hours a day to find inventory and to buy inventory. And some days were easy. Some days were really hard. So, And this was all done through retail arbitrage at that point or, or like thrift stores and, and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. All right. And so compare that. I was thinking about this as you were talking you know, I don't know how long it took you to get to your eBay business up to the scale that you did before you tried Amazon in sales. And then how long did it take when you started on Amazon to get to the same level? It was, I, I think I was lucky when I, when I first started um, selling on eBay because it was Q4, but I had no idea that it's Q4 um, at that time. 
So I, I was selling a lot of clothing and they were selling really fast. And after, after Q4, I had the same clothing basically listed, but I had no idea why they're not selling. Oh. So I was in a kind of a bad shape at that time. Um, I, I, I didn't really scale eBay to a big business. Basically it was just, it was just a hobby at that time. It, and you know, just a little bit money, basically a little, a little bit money on top of my, um, minimum wage job. <laughs> well, you, you thought, I think this is a, that's a, this is a very important point here. You thought like most people thought that, no, uh, you had the experience of Q4 immediately. So you're like, everything sells. All I have to do is list it and it's going to magically sell 100% of the time. And then you realize that there is a season, everything has a season and that, Clothing sells great in, in fourth quarter, um, and then certain clothing would sell great in the first quarter, and certain clothing would sell in the second quarter, but not necessarily the same. And so you started accumulating. Is that fair? Yes. Mm. Um, then I, as soon as I found out Amazon, basically, I did not keep. I I didn't keep eBay. The eBay business. I still have the eBay business. We sell a little bit in the in on eBay. But it took a long time, and I didn't really grow on eBay. But with Amazon, the first year, it was hard. It was just the learning curve. Right. But the second year, we started growing, and we went from there. So, so that first year, let's talk about that for a second, because I think that's a. It took you a year, because I just saw this in somebody's. Um, Oh, I know right where it was. So somebody was talking about, hey, the first year they didn't make money, and the second year they made very little money. The third year, now this is an e-commerce site off of Amazon, but it's the same concept. And somebody took them the task and said, well, if you're in business and you can't draw a large salary in year one, it's a hobby, and you should let it go. And he's like, now wait a second. Name any business that generally makes money from day one. Anybody who believes that Circuit City opens up a store and makes money from their first year, they're fools. It doesn't work that way. They don't make money for quite a while because they have such a huge capital expenditure, right? And there might be some goofy tax that shows that, but realistic cash flow-wise, let's just say it that way because we're a cash flow business, um, they don't make money. So to me, that first year is about right for you to learn. There's a lot of moving pieces in this business. Fair? Fair. I, I think... I was fortunate that I didn't have a lot to invest because I made a lot of mistakes as everybody starting a new business will, will do. Um, so I, I learned a lot from the first year. I made money the first year. It's just that from day one, basically from after selling that first item, what I was thinking about how to grow the business, how can I expand? What do I need? So money was a struggle. I couldn't scale. I had, the time was struggle, actually. Well, I guess both of them were struggle yeah. for a lot of people. Um, at at sometimes money is a is a struggle. Sometimes time is a, is a struggle. I didn't have a lot of money, but I had time, so I worked really hard, and I I wasn't satisfied with anything less than a hundred percent ROI. And after a while, when I I I was lucky, and I I had a family member that um, 
that invested in me and believed in me. And um, I borrowed $3,000. That's what I started this business with. But after a while, I got more funds. But that's that's the initial investment. And I think half of it <laughs> was a mistake. Mm -hmm. I mean, I made a mistake with half of the money that I got in the beginning. But eventually, we, you know, I, eventually I figured it out. And um, I, I got the money back, basically. I like the, I like the advice there, um, but and maybe you didn't mean it as advice, but I think it's very sound what you're saying, is that because um, my advice to people when they do this is don't quit your job, right? Keep keep something else so you can feed your family and that kind of thing, right? And live, is to invest a small amount of money and learn, make all the mistakes, make small mistakes, right? So even if you bought. 20 of an item and it was terrible and you liquidated them or whatever, you give them away sometimes, right? Um, yeah. It was only 20 items, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks and then it's a couple hundred bucks on this, a couple hundred bucks. So it can add up to, as you say, $1,500 worth of mistakes. But imagine if you had a zero on the end of that or two zeros, worse even yet, and you borrowed it against a credit card or something, you know, really, or family member. How do you look that family member in the eye when you're talking that much money? So I think that's very sound advice is to start small uh, with small amounts, learn, make your mistakes, because we all have anybody who says they haven't, I don't believe you, um, learn, and then build it out from there. I think that's very solid. And one year, I think, is a very reasonable time, because it's about a year to learn, because just when you learn something, they change it. Now, you don't have to go back and start from square one, but you might start halfway back because they modified it. And then to learn that and then think of every section of your business. Right. At this point, what is your wife saying? Because we already know that she was ready to toss you out on the eBay side. Does she like this Amazon thing, seeing stuff just leave magically? She likes it. Um, she, My wife was very supportive and she is still is very supportive of me and my my business and and how I think and she believes in me and that that motivates me a lot um so after the first year basically at around Q4 we couldn't really do anymore I hired I hired one person around that time the first employee and she's still she's still with with me in this business and um the struggle was we didn't have enough space. I could buy a lot of inventory, but we didn't have a space to prep and to ship the inventory. Um, we had to prep in the basement, move the boxes out, bring more stuff from the car or from the van inside, prep more and take the boxes out. And it was a struggle. Um, after Q4, my wife, we had to talk about it and <laughs> to grow was basically to grow the business. I had to move to, to a warehouse basically. And you, you know, my advice on that, that, that warehouse is a marriage saver. Um, you know, if you're going to be serious about this, even a small mirror warehouse, just getting it out of sight allows a different conversation because my experience is always the discussion comes up about the pile in the garage or the basement. Instead of, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Because when it's out of the way, then you can talk about these other things, I think. And so um, she was still supportive of this. Probably be thrilled to death you're getting it out of the house. <laughs> yes, yes. I've, I've been in this warehouse for over a year now. So she she's happy about that. She's mm. happy that we don't have anything in the house. Um, am, I, am I correct, though, when I said that, that the conversations now are different? 
because they're not about all that stuff in the kitchen or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So, so things are going good. You now are in a warehouse, uh, business is growing. You've got an employee to help prep. And, and so are you the buyer at this point? At this point, I have six employees. Um, I'm a buyer and I have another person buying and he's great. And I have, um, I have a very great team. I'm, I'm really, I'm really fortunate that I found these people and they work really hard and they are helping, um, to grow the business. So now you're a leader, not only a, uh, a seller, right? Not only the person that buys and sells, how different is it to be a leader? Cause you're leading, you know, six people. I mean, that's, that's a significant team. That's one of the challenges that I have. Um, just managing the business basically leading all of these people but it, so far so good it's it's working out good um the first employee that she'd been with me almost since day one um she's the she's the manager at the warehouse now she's so she is managing employees with me uh, managing um supplies and all that stuff at the warehouse basically okay so so that's a good piece uh, of advice there. So to find somebody, let them rise to the top. And it sounds like this person did. And so then she can help organize things and keep it moving. All right. So let's talk about um, networking. When was the first networking event, the non-negative experience that you had? Um, when was the first positive experience you had? Um, from the, I think the first positive one was in Vegas at the ASD show, but I networked a little bit before that from the from the green room. Um, I met Jason Clark through yeah, terrific guy. Room. Yeah, I he he been to the show and I listened to um to listen to the webinar or the uh, the podcast and it was great. I learned a lot from it. I still do um, listen to all these podcasts, but yes. Um, Th that's the first one. Um, so you got to was, meet up with him in face to face. Yes, um, yeah. we met at the ASD show, and then we hang out outside of that, and um, it helped a lot with my business. Well, let's talk about that because I think that's another good point. So you went to ASD, which is overwhelming, right? It's massive. It's beyond massive, right? It's you can't even get through it all. That's impossible. And then you got to spend, maybe you spent time with them there, and then you spent time with them outside of there. Where where did you find the most value, thinking back about that one? Um, just networking. And um, Jason is, is a great guy. Um, he doesn't mind sharing um, basically whatever he, he thinks that it would help. Um, well, here, here's what I meant by the comment. I don't think I said it right. I, I apologize. I mean, did he? Did, did you get more from him at the show, or later on over dinner or drinks or something like that? That's where I was going with it. Um, at the show, I mean, everybody's busy, everybody's looking around. But yes, after the next day, I think we met somewhere um, for dinner, and um, and that's when it was very yeah. helpful. I had a chance to network and and talk to him basically, and um, then we we arranged a, a call basically, and um, 
we spoke for like three hours because and he charged you what fifty thousand dollars zero dollars zero dollars <laughs> and so so i i just hope people hear that too and and all those veteran sellers are like come on steve this is common sense i understand that but remember we're talking to some new sellers too that piece of advice right there so while it's cool to tag along at the trade show, and I always let people come and listen to me talk to vendors because some people are intimidated by that, but and I, I have no problem showing people that. But the best conversation happens at dinner or breakfast or drinks or going for a walk, going for a Starbucks quad espresso for me. Um, those best conversations, that's where you really can ask questions, and it's not intimidating in front of anybody, and the pretenses are down, and it's that that. That's the networking. That's the relationship building right there because you get to talk to Jason about life, right, a little bit. You got a family, and he's got a family, and that kind of stuff. To me, that's you miss something if you don't do that. If you just go and attend a trade show or whatever and then leave, and you might meet, meet people, but if you don't get to that level, how comfortable are you doing that? Because, you know, you probably feel like you're sucking the life out of him, right, because you're you're taking all his information. Right. I, I felt very nervous at, at the beginning to even ask to basically speak. Um, but I, it wasn't hard. I mean, people are very generous. No, they don't, they don't mind, you know, networking and you don't need much. You don't need much from networking to basically find a really useful advice basically. And, if you don't take action of, you know, any advice you get, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. right. Um, I took action. I listened and I took action. He's oh. been in business for, for three years, I think at that time when we met or two years and I was just starting, it's my first year. So I, I was giving advice and I was taking action. I thought, okay, this is, I can do this and it doesn't sound too bad. So let me, let me try it and see for myself. Um, well, how about this? Not everything you were doing was wrong, right? Right. Right. And so I, I gave this advice to somebody this week. We were at an event, and it was like, wait a second. Yeah, you want to sharpen your pencil. You don't want to start with a brand new pencil. You're doing a whole bunch of things right. You just take his advice and move forward from that point. That's a big difference, and I think that that's a really smart thing to hear again is take action on that piece of advice because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you had pretty specific questions like, hey, this is working, but this isn't, and I don't know what to do. And then he's like, oh, just do this, right? Something like that. Right, right. Um, I We spoke for three hours, I think, one day, and he was very generous with his time, um, and, and he was happy to help. Um, it was after Christmas time, the first year, so I was like, hey, Jason, you know, I had this money came back basically from Amazon after selling after the crazy season and I did really well. I'm not sure what to do with it. Wow. Uh, so I was I was thinking about going um, through like a liquidation. That's that's my first thought. OK, you know, I had 50,000 or something like that. And OK, this is this is going to get me a lot of inventory. But then Jason was like, you know, you can do it. You know, I know people doing it, but I don't recommend it. Um, it's going to be a lot of work, a lot of man hour. And I listened. So um, for you. he told me something else and I tried it and it worked very well. And I'm, I'm really glad that I listened. And 
Um, and from there, I, I watched every video about this category. And it, like, I'm not exaggerating. I watched every video available on, on YouTube about this category. <laughs> so you feel like, so you went all in, you said, you know what, this piece makes sense. I'm very glad you didn't go the liquidation route. Um, I think that the people that are really successful in it are very, very successful because they're very, very good at it. Um, they are not, I mean, that is not a, somebody new should not get in that. That is somebody who's very seasoned, very sophisticated, knows how to buy, knows all those things. Um, and, and there's a ton of great people doing it and they're very successful but they're great people and they're successful for that reason. So, you know, just, um, anyway, so, so you put all your effort into learning a category. Do you feel like you got, I mean, cause you have a college education thinking back and I want to see if we can make this parallel. Do you feel like you got a master's degree in that category now based on the effort you put in? I do. Yes. Now think about that. I mean, think about learning that way, you know, um, and what that can do for somebody to give, you know, I don't know how many, you know, hours and we're talking about here, but that much effort of learning and learning and and applying it, as you said, taking action is a master's degree. It really is. I was basically um, signed up for the, what Jim Rohn calls it, the automobile university. I was just listening uh, to, cool. yes, I was just listening to basically everything I can, I wasn't watching, so that's that's good. Um, I was watching videos, but just basically listening to them. Um, but that's I still that's what I still do, and I still learn a lot every day. Um, so it doesn't take much with with what I do, which is basically retail arbitrage. I drive a lot, so I have a lot of time to learn, to watch videos, or to listen to podcasts and and stuff like that. I think uh, that is some really powerful advice. I haven't heard that in a long, long time. Oh my God, you just dated me uh, back to that phrase. But that is very, very powerful. Um, utilize that time to learn. Now, let's let's qualify this. You have scaled, uh, while you are retail art, you have scaled into the seven-figure club. You have built a very large business. So I don't want to downplay that in any way. What do you think you're doing right um, I'm not it's not sure. an ego thing. That's, I mean, it's, yeah. you're doing something right. I think I'm not afraid of hard work. And I always think, how can I leverage? How can I grow this business? What do I need to do to grow the business? I look at my numbers a lot and I see how many I'm selling of, of this items and how, do, how many do I need more to get to, this number that I need to get to. And that's what I've been doing for the last year. And this is what allowed me to grow. I'm, I, I sold last year, I sold four times the first year. Um, the first year I sold for 400,000, I think very close to 400,000. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and last year I sold for one, 1.7 million. And we're still growing. Hopefully this year, the goal will be $4 million. And now that I said it on the show, I have to do you it. You have to do it. And there's no doubt in my mind, because it was three and change last time we met. Now it's four. So I like that you're raising the bar even more. But you don't see a limit. How about this? And I, 
because I don't think this is the, I don't want to ask it this way and say, what are you doing wrong? Because I don't think you're doing anything wrong. What would you like to do better? I think that's a better question. I think what I'm working on right now is trying to figure out how I can do, I'm not going to leave this retail I've tried for sure, but how can I do more? So basically, how can I move to um, wholesale and online arbitrage i don't like to sit down so what i'm gonna do basically is hire people to do that part um for me maybe sit down and and teach them and then we'll go from there so i'm, I'm gonna basically have a different um sourcing methods i think that's how we're gonna grow i i do like the fact that you said you don't like to sit down so online arb or chasing wholesale accounts is not for you I think that's great advice, but that doesn't mean you have to walk away from it. You're hiring in the things you don't want to do. Solid right. advice. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing, all right, let's talk about this. Now, you've taken networking even further because I met a gentleman who said that you and him have hit it off and started to hang out and started to really talk about your businesses at a higher level. How important is that now as you look out to get to that next level? It's very important to me. Um, networking is everything. Um, I met Dan at the um, at the ACE conference. With I met you and Dan, and we I talked to Dan, and and he basically gave me a little advice about how how we list and basically how he does it, and I implemented that right away, and uh, <laughs> and now it's saving us a lot of time and money. Um, Whoa list almost double the products that we use to list every day um, so by going to this event putting yourself out there talking to people meeting people right having and I don't know are you an introvert or extrovert I'm not sure okay <laughs> so sometimes it depends I always get uh, beer muscles right uh, you can get a little more adventurous but it, so you you put yourself out there you had a conversation well, you went up and talked to him or me or if, I don't know if I introduced you whatever but you took action on the advice. Again, that was your advice in the beginning. If you're going to listen to smart people and they give you a piece of advice, you've got to go put it into action. Um, and you're seeing the benefit. What can you do with that time now, right? Have you thought about that? Um, I, at some point in this business, I didn't have problem basically bringing in products. But I have to basically... Um, like take a time off to stay at the warehouse and help prep. Uh, but I don't want to do that anymore. Good. Um, but with this, with what I learned, basically, I, I don't think I, I have to, um, I have to sit down and help prep. So I, you gained all that time based on one conversation. Yes. Wow. So I can buy, I can bring more products now. And then you can wash, rinse and repeat. <laughs> So uh, you feel like you have the infrastructure in place to double your size of your business? Yes. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about concerns. When you look out there and you see that certain categories are getting restricted or products are getting restricted or not well-run businesses, I think is a better way to look at it, are getting restricted what does that do for you? A, do you have a fear or do you have an action plan? Um, I've been trying a lot to diversify 
categories and brands do. And I'm getting really, like almost every day I sit down and I kind of brainstorm what stores I, I should start, you know, sourcing from, like basically what brands I should start sourcing from. And I will go to the brand and buy really wide and, and see if if it's ever going to sell basically. And and um, I'll go from there. If it doesn't, we'll just go to the next one. Um, I don't. I, I have no problem trying. Um, okay. So there, are they in different categories, or are they in the same categories generally? It, they're in the same categories. Okay. I think. I think. I think. Um, I'm. I'm comfortable with the categories that I'm doing, like fashion and footwear. That's right. It. After all, you said we discussed discussed you having a master's in it, so you're staying in what you know, but you're delving out into other brands and, and touching them. Um, when you look at your wholesale business that you're trying to develop, is that kind of the same lane that you want to stay in? I think it will be outside the category. Oh, for, interesting. I think I would like to expand to different categories um, when it comes to wholesale. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. I love it. All right. So let's talk about this because um, to me, I think people are saying, okay, solid, solid plan, execute, execute. Um, when you look at personal habits, and I think about this a lot. I mean, I love your idea of the automobile university, right? I mean, that's a very strong habit. You're maximizing your time. What other habits would you say that you have um, that have really helped you get to where you are? You already talked about hard work, but what else would take you, has taken you to where you are today? I think staying motivated, staying um, well, I, how do you do that? That's a good question. Um, well, how do you do it as opposed I, to, I mean, is it is it your wife? Do you share information with her? Is it the team when they're busy? and Or is it seeing your sales? What is it that gets you motivated? I think a lot. Um, having employees right now, it's it's pushing me harder and harder because I it's not I'm not trying only to provide for myself right now. I'm starting to provide for other people. So every time I I don't want to go out to shop or I don't want to work, basically, I this is what I think about. Okay, I have people that I that I'm gonna have to pay basically. So if I don't go, they're they're not gonna have a job basically. They're not gonna have something to prep. They're not gonna have um, a job. They can't feed their family. So that's that's one of the motivation that um, that it's motivating me to grow and and to be able to pay these people not minimum wage basically. And I um, I'm I'm very generous with my employees. I think. Um, Happy employees will be absolutely, um, you know, a good for the business. And uh, if they yeah. care, they're going to care, right? I mean, you want them to care, right? And so you want them to be not content, but yeah, right, yeah, yeah. My my wife also motivates me a lot, and she believes in me, and she pushed me basically um, to do better in this business. Do you? Um, how about this? How does the conversation? When uh, when you get home, uh, especially if you make a big buy, you find that deal. Are, are you kind of skipping up the stairs and and talking a mile a minute? Um, I used to. Okay. <laughs> um, but mm. I could sense it basically that it wasn't very exciting for her. Yeah, that's a very that's a <laughs> big point. Stopped, yeah, I stopped talking um, about basically the business a while ago. Every now and then, I I would you know share stuff that's going on that's good or bad but 
I I kind of avoid talking that much about my business with and, my wife. And this is a that's a good tip because this is where that network where you can share with with somebody else who's in this business because they get it and they understand it and you can get it out of your system. So when you do go home, you're not bombarding uh, because it's a lonely business too. It you're is. you're in the car by yourself for a long period of time, right? And so talking to other people. All right. I love it. Love it. Love it. I think, uh, I think you're right on recommend a podcast or two that people should be listening to e-commerce momentum. That's, <laughs> that's very kind. That's, that's so very cool. kind of you. Yeah. Uh, I listen a lot to Jim Rohn. Um, I think he's basically, a, a, he, he say things that makes you think really. Um, and I enjoy listening to him. You know, I think there's something there, too. Um, I heard that this weekend somehow. Um, sometimes you, you get tired of listening to guys like me telling you more stuff you're not doing right, right? You, things you should be doing better and this and that. You know, turn us off. Turn me off, for sure. And listen to other people about life improvement. You know, how to be a better, in your case, husband, right? Be a better man. Be a better leader for your team, right? Be... Uh, be more attentive to other people, all those different things. There's value in that because if you can fine tune that part of your life, this part of your life gets a lot easier, at least in my experience. Right. Hmm. Okay. So uh, we're going to pump on Jim Rohn um, and, and listen to the automobile university. I love it. Great advice. All right. So, you know, the goal of this podcast is to help people who get stuck and you've been stuck before. So you can truly relate. Give me, some advice, give us some advice that you think that people can put into action. And we know that you're saying, Hey, no matter what, put it into action. So this is advice. He's going to tell you to put it into action. Give us something you think we can, we can help move us forward. Leverage, leverage, whatever leverage you can get. So if you need basically to leverage money, um, into this business, leverage money. If you need, if you don't have time, hire somebody, hire employees. You don't have to pay them that much. Um, figure out how much your time is worth. And instead of packing boxes, you can hire somebody to do that for you. Um, and think outside the box and don't be afraid to try new things. Hmm. I think that helps me a lot. I, I'm not afraid of trying new things and see what works, see what doesn't and go from there. I think your advice earlier about going into, you're in the same category. You want to expand some lines. So you buy wide a couple of each and what doesn't sell, you give away, you sell on eBay, you do whatever, but you learn something and it's a very minimal risk, but you learn something. Then you take that data and apply it. Ooh, love it. Dude, I'm very, very appreciative for your time. Um, it is very cool what you're doing, and it's very cool to watch over time. I look, I look for consistency over time, and you've done, you're doing the right things, and you're leveraging your time correctly. You just bought a whole bunch of time by acting on advice from somebody who I truly respect, and boom, look what it's done for you. I think uh, people need to hear that. Um, somebody has a follow-up question, best way to get in touch with you. Facebook, I think, will be the, the okay. best. I'll put the contact out there. That's awesome. Hey, I wish you nothing but success, and I know you're going to have it. Take care. Thank you very much. 
great story. Great guy. Um, I hit it off immediately. I could just, he's a positive, uh, vibe, just a, just a really good individual. And again, uh, I will have him back because I want to see how he's taken advice from this consulting company and applying it in his business because it really does fine tune what you're doing right. Remember, not everything you're doing is wrong. Take the things that you're doing right and, you know, 10x them, as Grant Cardone would say, right? But but do more of that and then fine tune the things that you're not doing right and boom, magically, um, you start to see some real, real momentum, you know, just really start to gain. And it does take time. I think the advice about taking a year to learn this business, taking small risks is powerful. I also love his advice about buying wide when you want to expand. Um, learn from that. Give it away. Do whatever you got to do with it. Don't get stuck with it. And then learn from that and build out. It's almost like that flywheel um, that Peter Kearns talks about. I'll have Peter back on to talk about that flywheel because I think it's really, really powerful. EcommerceMomentum.com. EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.